Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. It is time for the last episode of the Foundation Series. I'm so excited about this one. I feel like the buildup has been to this last episode. So if you're just tuning in now and you're clicking play on this and you haven't listened to any of the other Foundations episodes, I highly, highly recommend to go back through and listen to them. We go over calories, calorie deficits, where your body should be, macros and micronutrients, metabolism. Last week's we went over stress and cortisol, and this week we bring it all together with hormones, how hormones impact the body and all the different other aspects that we've gone through. And then main things that you can do every single day for a happy, healthy, thriving body, thriving hormones, and just truly feeling good. That's the goal of this series is I wanted to teach you how to feel amazing in your body this year. Because regardless of anything, that is our goal, right? Like, yes, we want to see weight loss. We want to see composition change. We're working towards all these different things. But the end goal is to just wake up in a body that we feel confident in. Wake up, for the most part, feeling happy and healthy, like we are in control of our health. Where most of the time, we wake up feeling frustrated, defeated, not in control of our health with the same habits, patterns, safety, coping mechanisms on repeat because we don't have that great of an understanding of our body. And when we can come back to our body and really understand it and really connect to our body, that's when we can start to make true change and true impact. So that's what this series is about. If you haven't listened to the other ones, pause this one right now, go back and listen to them. And also if you're loving this series, let me know, take a screenshot, post it on social media, send me a DM, let me know that you're listening to it, you're loving it, you're resonating with it, because that is what I am here for. So let's dive into hormones and what they are. So hormones are chemical messengers that are involved in so many important aspects of your health. I think we're conditioned to believe that hormones, when we think about them, when we speak about them, we only think sex hormones, you know, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. We think about hormones when it comes to sex, when it comes to having kids, when it comes to not having kids. 
but we don't understand that there are hormones above our sex hormones. And then there are also so many other things that it's tied to in our body from hunger, digestion, appetite, metabolism, muscle, your thyroid health, sleep, stress, weight gain, growing up, gut health, composition, sex drive, anxiety, mental health, just feeling good every single day. All of these things are tied to our hormones and not just our sex hormones. So it's really, really important that we zoom out on this episode and start to understand what are our main hormones that all the other hormones function off of and then what plays a role with what in our body. Any sort of hormone dysregulation when your body releases too little or too much of a hormone can significantly impact your health. And there's this big conversation going on in the industry, on social media, and a lot of you have actually sent me posts regarding it when you have influencers or even dietitians, nutrition coaches saying that calories are king, that you don't, you have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight, and that should be your main goal, and that should be it all, right? So the argument has shifted on social media to what matters more, calories or hormones, And you either land on one side or you either land on the other, or you're like me, where when it comes to your health and feeling good and body composition and getting your body to work for you and reconnecting to your body, the right answer is really that both calories and hormones matter. They both matter big time. Like there's no denying this fundamental law that a calorie deficit needs to exist in order for your metabolism to dip into stored energy, in order for you to see the composition change and the weight loss. But how you get there and how you create that deficit and how you play around with your metabolism day after day to keep it from adapting and slowing down and managing cravings and energy and appetite surges that can happen when you just blindly cut calories has everything to do with hormones. Look, we can't sustain a calorie deficit if we're exhausted and depleted and our body isn't absorbing nutrients, we're not sleeping at all, we're feeling miserable. So that advice to only focus on calories isn't really helpful because for a lot of us, when we're in a calorie deficit, it just creates this state where we're very, very uncomfortable. And at some point when you're in a calorie deficit, you're gonna be a little bit hungry, but we shouldn't be completely exhausted and depleted and our body not functioning well. And that really is tied directly to hormones. So yes, you need to be in a calorie deficit in order to see the composition change or the weight loss that you want. But in order to sustain that calorie deficit and thrive in your body, because the goal is not just weight loss and feeling like shit. The goal is thriving in your body. In order to do that, you have to take hormones into consideration and both are equally as important. And if you've only been addressing the calorie aspect and not the hormone aspect, my best suggestion is to completely switch to two. And that's what I do with women when I work with them one-on-one, especially my high-performing women that have been you know, checking off X, Y, and Z and doing all the things and then all of a sudden they're not seeing the results. We take a focus on hormones and their nervous system and their nutrients that they're putting in their body, and then we address calories so we can feel good going forward. So there are a lot of different avenues I could dive into on this episode when it comes to hormones, but most of you listening to this simply need to have a better understanding of your two main metabolic hormones, which are insulin and cortisol. 
Just understanding these two will be tremendously helpful towards reaching your goals in a healthy, sustainable way. And what's really cool is insulin and cortisol, again, these are your like queen hormones, the main top tier hormones that you have a lot of control over and they impact all the other hormones. Hormones work like a symphony, right? When one is off, the other ones are off. So you have to understand that if you address these top two hormones, it's going to impact your sex hormones in a positive way, your hunger and your fullness hormones, which we'll also get into in this episode. But going after the main two, because if, if a woman comes to me and her sex hormones are completely off, let's say she has super low progesterone and she had high estrogen, join the club, I've been there. In order to address those, you have to address your stress and you have to address your blood sugar. And typically, it will start to improve those numbers for you. So like I said, what's cool about these is you have a lot of control over these hormones. So while there's certain things that you can't you know, move the needle on completely, when you focus on taking time to de-stress, getting enough sleep, eating certain foods, building your meals better, you'll feel better, you'll feel less stressed. And that's you managing and making an effort in managing your insulin and cortisol levels. Sometimes we go to these big, massive ideas that we need to completely change our life around when we have to understand like our life is already in control, but we have to focus on the things that are more in control to create more balance. So these hormones, insulin and cortisol, talk to you all day. When you have massive dips in your energy, when you have, um, maybe when you're hangry, when you have anxiety, when you're not sleeping, when your brain is foggy, these are your hormones talking to you. They're literally speaking to you. And if you can't listen and work with those signals, then you're never going to be able to adjust or adapt your nutrition or training in a way that makes sense that creates some really happy hormones and creates a healthy appetite and, you know, less cravings and more energy and better sleep. What goes on with these things that are happening, again, is your hormones talking. So let's dive into what insulin and cortisol are. I know we talked about cortisol and stress last week in that episode, and I dove specifically into this one. But today I want to talk how it relates in significance to insulin and how you can get the two to work together. So insulin is a hormone that the pancreas secretes. It plays a really important role in blood sugar. That's what most of us know it for when we're talking about carbs and glucose monitors and blood sugar regulation, energy balance. So insulin is an anabolic hormone, where cortisol, like we talked about last week, is a catabolic hormone. It's breaking down insulin when it's released as anabolic, which means it builds. So insulin builds both muscle and fat tissue. It's above all a storage hormone. It stores sugars, vitamins, and fats for later use. When you release insulin, like any response or rise to blood sugar, whether it's due to eating or stress, because insulin can be released when you eat. We think of it only being released when we eat carbohydrates, but insulin is also released when we eat protein as well. It's also released when cortisol is released. So we have to understand these two work hand in hand. When we're really highly stressed, 
our blood sugar is likely to be way more out of whack, which creates, again, an environment for our body that's very, very hard to be satisfied, to be calm, for our nervous system to be good, and ultimately for our metabolism to be working properly and for our body to be able, if our goal is to lose weight and build muscle, to be able to do that. Because when cortisol is high and insulin is high, it's nearly impossible for your body to do this. A lot of times we talk about like insulin resistance or you'll hear that a lot, especially in the PCOS world because it's a very real thing. If you're struggling with PCOS, you typically have insulin resistance or a lot of women in general just have insulin resistance after years of doing the wrong dieting and the wrong things for their body and years of overstress with exercise, with lifestyle and with diets. So insulin resistance is going to occur when your cells aren't responding appropriately to your insulin messages, right? Your body's becoming less efficient at storing these nutrients for your cells when you're eating carbs or protein or when you have any response in blood sugar. Um, I, I heard an analogy one time. It's like, you know, if you have insulin resistance, it's like being at a loud concert, and having um, your friend yell at you, right? And you have to yell over and over again to hear what you're saying, and it's really not an efficient way of communicating. That's what's happening when insulin resistance is going on. And usually we get here by too many carbs, so not creating enough balance in our meals, by overeating or by overstressing. And I know a lot of women that I work with are typically binge eating or emotional eating, right? Because it's been like years of dieting and their body not feeling satisfied. So we're overcarbing, we're overeating to undereating, which is a major stress in our body. And then typically on top of that, we're living a really, really stressful lifestyle. And when this is happening over an extended period of time, our body is creating insulin resistance, which means it's not responding as well to what it needs to be responding to. It's very similar to cortisol in the aspect where insulin and cortisol can both be a double-edged sword because they're necessary for our body and they do really amazing things. But if we're overdoing them and if we're having it or if our body is experiencing it in too high of doses, it can cause an increase in body fat, a slow metabolism. It can affect our thyroid hormones. It can lead to inflammation, these cravings. It can basically create this big metabolic mess. And that's just the physical aspect of it, not to mention the mental and emotional aspect that plays such a role when all of these things are dysregulated as well. So just a quick recap of last week when it comes to cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone that is going to be secreted by our adrenal glands. It's our main stress hormone what ha- that when our body goes into fight or flight, when it's trying to protect us and keep us safe. Um, it's basically going to be this big burst of like energy and safety for our bodies. It will quickly increase our immune system when cortisol is working in a normal way right? It's meant to protect us. However, most of us are just pumping high levels of cortisol at all times because we are putting our body under too much stress from all these different aspects. So both cortisol and insulin are perfect examples of hormones that can behave different depending on the amount of frequency in which our body releases it and perhaps probably more importantly, all of the other hormones that are working together and how much of them are present. 
because the worst combo for your body is high insulin and high stress at all times, consistently spiking that blood sugar, creating insulin resistance, consistently spiking your cortisol levels, completely throwing off the balance in your body, completely throwing off your sleep and your wake cycle, which are going in tune to affect all the other hormones in your body. Like, Number one, it's going to affect, you know, the storage, the release of fat, again, creating sort of a metabolic mess. But when we're talking about hormones in general, when these two are off, it throws off the other hormones in your body, which is what I want to get to as well. Again, going back to the beginning of what's going to be more important, calories or hormones, it's understanding that if a lot of these hormones are thrown off, you won't be able to sustain a calorie deficit long-term. So let's dive into what the other hormones are. So main hormones. Look, we have so many in our body. I can't dive into all of them in this episode, but what I wanna do is hit the main ones after this. So we're gonna go over hunger and fullness hormones, and then we're gonna touch on sex hormones because I want you to understand full circle how all of these impact your body. But what's really cool about hormones is you can always come back to a base of things that are going to impact them in a positive way that aren't that crazy, that aren't going to take you turning your life around. That's why no matter what, if you get your hormones tested, which I always suggest you do, like get a full hormone panel once a year, a full thyroid panel, But when it comes to hormones, supplement protocol will be different depending on your age, depending on your goals, depending on all of your blood panels. But when it comes to hormone imbalances, no matter what, it's always coming back down to the foundations of your body and understanding them. And we're always going to address them in a very, very similar way. So When it comes to hunger and fullness hormones, we're going to go over two right now. So when your body needs food, it takes a series of steps with your endocrine system and your nervous system to stimulate food intake. So when this happens, ghrelin, which is known as the hunger hormone, it's made in the hypothalamus, the area of the brain that's responsible for hunger, and it's also involved in your sleep and wake cycle and your glucose metabolism and your blood sugar. And funny enough, when your cortisol and your blood sugar are high, your hunger hormone is also high. So you ever have those like really stressful days or the days where your blood sugar feels off, you feel hangry, right? And it's like you're hungry all the time. It's like your body's just craving this energy. It needs this hit. It needs, and we usually get it from sugar, right? It's that sugar high. It's that quick hit gives us a little bit of energy, gives us a smile, a little food hug, and then we're quickly hungry later. It's usually the days where we feel like we can't stop eating or we can't stop snacking. It's a good sign that our blood sugar and our cortisol are off because our hunger hormone is also increased. And when this is also happening, you have a hormone called leptin, which is your fullness hormone. So leptin is a hormone that's secreted by your fat cells and other parts of the body, primarily known as a fullness hormone. And it like inhibits hunger promoting and stimulates fullness, which leads to a decreased appetite. When cortisol is high, when blood sugar is high, when ghrelin, the hunger hormone is high, 
leptin is low, which means your fullness hormone isn't kicking in, which is why you feel like you could eat everything, which is why on stressful days or when you're triggered or you're having an emotional response to food or maybe you're binge eating, it's nearly impossible for you to stop. If you were in a normal situation and your nervous system was regulated and you were feeling great, you would not be able to eat 3,000 calories. But yet in that moment, boom, you can eat it like that without even really realizing what's happening and without your fullness hormone kicking in because one, you're eating too quickly, but two, all of these other things are spiked. We've all had those days and I know that we've had them, but it's understanding that those are relating back to your cortisol and your blood sugar and they are responding to what is going on in your body. And I know these hormones aren't talked about as much because they're not like the main sex hormones or the main, you know, cortisol and blood sugar hormones that our body's functioning off of, but understand that these are still really important. And if these hormones are off, it's a sign that something else in your body is going on. And over extended periods of time, if your cortisol and your blood sugar are off and your hunger hormones and fullness hormones are off, it is going to all trickle down to your sex hormones. And this is where we start to see a big impact for women. We start to have missing periods or really bad periods and cramping. We start to develop PCOS. Having headaches, we start to see our hair falling out. And by the time we get to our sex hormones impacted and we start to realize something's going on in our body and we want to talk to our doctor, And maybe we find out that something is going on and our sex hormones are completely off. It's understanding that it is not just the sex hormones of what is going on. It's understanding that it makes other impacts in our body when it comes to trickling down, right? When it comes to those main hormones. There are also other forms of hormone imbalances that can be created through birth control, through IUDs, through synthetic forms of hormones. But that will, again, impact all of the other hormones and impact your body's ability to absorb nutrients and you'll have a lot of depletion of nutrients because of these. That's a topic for a different episode because I I really want to do a whole episode on birth control and bring somebody on. I've actually talked to the, um, a lot of you about this before. I've even talked about it in this podcast before. I did a podcast with Corinne talking all about that. Um, I'm not saying that I'm totally against birth control because it's given women a lot of opportunity, but I think it isn't talked about enough what it's actually doing in our bodies and we're put on it very quickly and easily to cover up symptoms majority of the time instead of being taught about our hormones and what we can do to increase them, to balance them out so we have happier, healthier hormones and bodies. So when it comes to your sex hormones, there's three main ones. You have estrogen, you have progesterone, you have testosterone. I know testosterone is like, what isn't that? Isn't that like a guy's sex hormone, a male sex hormone? But it's also really important for females as well. So let's start with estrogen. So estrogen is produced in the ovaries. They're important for really strong cycles, reproduction, strong mood and energy, and you know, maintaining a healthy weight. The three top things that affect our estrogen levels are going to be our diet, our lifestyle, and stress, funny enough. And the things that are going to impact maintaining healthy estrogen levels are going to be a high food quality, increase in vegetables, increase in protein quality, like decreasing stress levels and focusing on blood sugar. 
Then you have progesterone. Progesterone is another hormone that is key for optimal sex hormone reproduction. We typically think of progesterone as its main function to be ovulation, right? But we also have to understand that progesterone plays a lot of other roles in the body, and it's not just important for ovulation. Even if you don't want to have a kid, having normal, healthy progesterone levels is amazing for building muscle, helping with strong sleep. It stimulates your thyroid. It helps prevent breast cancer. It calms the nervous system. For all my women that are dealing with anxiety, that are dealing with stress, that are dealing with progesterone, I'm not saying that like mental health is so important. I'm not saying you shouldn't be on medication, but I'm saying a lot of times these big mood swings that we're seeing, a lot of times we can relate it to a hormone imbalance without realizing that's what's actually going on in our body. Another thing about progesterone is that it is directly related to cortisol. Our body only has so much cortisol to produce. And when we're constantly producing that cortisol, it pulls from our progesterone to help create that. So it depletes our progesterone. And then what happens? Our estrogen increases. We're dealing with so many females that have high estrogen, that have low progesterone, all these different mood swings. And it's directly related to high stress over an extended period of time. Our adrenals are completely depleted and tanked and we're just not feeling great overall. Then it comes to testosterone. The biggest role of testosterone in women is it helps with growth, maintenance, repair of reproductive tissue, of bone mass, and also of muscle. This is really important when it comes to our metabolism because we want to be able to see lean muscle and maintain lean muscle and have a daily metabolic rate that stays high where it becomes easy for our body to just maintain the weight that we're at and live and feel really good every single day. But a lot of times that's also depleted. Testosterone plays a big role in memory and cognitive function as well. So if you're somebody that has like brain fog and you're not remembering things as well, and that's happening consistently, it's a really good sign of a hormone imbalance. We don't understand that hormones impact the way that we're feeling. Our body is literally talking to us every single day. And it's to a point where we're just so disconnected. We're not listening. I want to bring it back to this is the main reason that I did this episode in this series of foundations is to get you to understand your body a little bit better. This episode, to get you to understand what your main hormones are and your sex hormones and your hunger and fullness hormones and how they all impact each other. And also really simple, tangible things you can do every day to create balance and get your hormones to work in like one beautiful symphony where It just becomes easy. You hear me say a lot that this gets to be fun. This gets to create freedom. This gets to be easy, but it only gets to be that way when you step into a position where you start to take back control of your body, where you start to say, I'm not doing this BS anymore, where I'm constantly trying to shrink my body and do the next diet and 30 day this and hit that. When you actually say, I'm going to understand what's going on in my body. I'm going to start to listen to it. Why am I cranky as hell today? Why am I not sleeping? Why are my hunger levels completely out of control? Ask yourself, ask your body better questions, start to understand it more, and you're going to get to the root cause of a problem instead of just trying to put a band-aid on a bullet hole because that is not going to work. 
So how I want to end this episode is giving you some tools that you can use every single day to kind of build this blueprint for your body. And that's what I want you to think of this as, as we're building a blueprint for your specific body. We're understanding that it's going to look different for each person. And you know yourself and your body better than anyone else does. So tune into that. On this episode, if there were things that were sticking out to you like, oh my gosh, yeah, like my fullness hormone doesn't ever kick in and I'm stressed out all the time. Maybe you listened to the stress episode and you realized that was a big thing. Build your own blueprint. Pick two or three things each month that you're going to work on. Build the foundation. Seal the deal with the foundation with those things you're going to work on and keep rebuilding. Pick simple things that you can implement every single day in your life and do consistently. We start to screw up when we're like, oh, I'm going to do these 18 different things and half of them are completely switching your life and your schedule around. And then you're like, well, I failed again and I'm just going to go back to what I did before. And the cycle repeats itself again. We want to stay away from that. So like I had said in this episode, what's really cool and amazing about hormones is Yes, you can get your sex hormones tested. Yes, I completely, completely recommend you doing that. But no matter what hormone imbalance it comes down to, it's always going to come back to the foundations of stress in the body, of your lifestyle, of your sleep, of your nutrition, and of your movement. So I want to go over things that we can do every day to make us feel good. Number one is eating well-balanced meals. And I talked about this one in the calories episode. Do not focus on what you can take away. Focus on what you can add to your meal. Making sure you have a protein, carb, fat, and fiber at every single meal. The more you can focus on the proteins, the veggies, and the fiber, the better your blood sugar, the better your cortisol, the better satisfaction your body's going to have overall, and typically the better results. I'm not saying avoid carbs at all costs. I love my carbs. I'm just saying they're typically not hard to get in your diet. So if you shift the focus to the other things that are a little bit harder to get, you're going to create more balance in general. Trying to hit 25 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast, setting the tone for the day for your metabolism, the tone for your blood sugar, and also the tone for satisfaction. Managing your emotional stress is huge. We usually let all these lifestyle stressors get the best of us and our emotional and our mental stress takes a toll as well. Understanding that there are stressors in life that you can't do anything about. Like maybe your job stress right now or your kids are growing up or getting into trouble, whatever it might be. Those things are out of your control, but what's in your control is your emotional and your mental stress, the boundaries you're set for yourself and how you navigate your nervous system. Again, most of us are set up to be in constantly fight or flight, to not set boundaries, to let our safety and our coping mechanisms take over, our triggers take over, and before you know it, we're completely burned out. That is in our control, and that is a huge thing that we need to start to manage. I went over a lot of different ways you can do that in the last episode, but simple ones are going to be setting boundaries with other people and also with things in your life like social media and scrolling saying no to things so you can say yes to yourself, taking deep breaths before each meal, really focusing on deep breaths throughout the day, doing a little bit of yoga, understanding that there are ways, no matter how busy you are, 
that will not take up a lot of space, capacity, and won't feel like it's adding to your day at all to manage your emotional stress. And that's super, super important. Another big one is going to be not overtraining, especially with long bouts of cardio. Making sure your training plan is well-rounded. It includes adequate rest between training sessions and between different exercises, right? If your current exercise plan includes no weight training and you're doing five spin classes a week and it's not serving you, it's time to make some changes and balance things out. It's time to prioritize walking in the sunshine and weight training and doing the spin classes for like the fun bit of it, but that's not going to be your foundation, and if you're doing all heavy weight training and you're not taking any recovery days, you got to balance it out with some lower intensity, some restorative activities, again, like walking and yoga. I've done a lot of episodes on how to manage your metabolism and optimize it when it comes to your movement. So dive into those episodes, start learning, go on a walk and put one of those episodes on. And I think the last thing, which is one of the most important things, is getting enough sleep. We live in society where we underestimate how impactful sleep is in everything that happens in our body when we're sleeping. Not just the recovery work, but our digestion, our detox system, everything that happens when we get enough sleep. And if we don't get enough sleep, it really starts to impact it. One of the biggest things that it impacts when we don't get enough sleep is automatically we start the day with higher cortisol levels and with dysregulated blood sugar. And you know the impact that can make on all the other hormones. And when we're doing that day after day, it's like that can be one of the most simple things to optimize. Go to bed earlier, put the phone away, cut the screens out. Like I said last episode, I love Yellowstone too, but not enough to miss my sleep. A lot of times we think I'm doing this because this is the only time I get to decompress and I'm stressed out all the time. But what if you actually got to decompress while you were getting deep sleep, while you were getting REM sleep, while you were recovered enough, and you woke up the next day with better energy and more clarity and better mood and you felt better, and you did that day after day after day. And then all of a sudden on the weekends, you could enjoy those shows and have a little bit more flexibility. But during the week, you kept this structure and you understood how much sleep impacts your entire life. It won't change overnight. And if you're getting six hours, cool. How do we get six and a half? How do we set a little bit more boundary? How do we start getting more on the weekends? Can you have one day a week where you don't set an alarm and you're able to sleep in? How do you start focusing on the rest and restorative as much as you're focusing on the push, the hustle, the go, go, go? Because both are important. I know we live in a world where a lot of things seem out of control, but the one thing I want you to feel like is in your control is your overall health is how you feel every day, is how you handle things. I want you to take responsibility and start to reprogram how you do things because at the end of the day, that's it. When I talk to women and we have all of these things going on, the one thing we're missing is taking radical responsibility of our body, of how we got here. And I think sometimes we're so stubborn that we refuse to admit that we've been doing it so wrong for so long. And the second you can admit that and you can start to shift the way you're doing things is the second that you're going to start to step into your happiest and healthiest self. Like you deserve to feel amazing. Know that. And I want this to be the year that you start to do that.
And that's why I did this series. So I hope it gave, I hope it made you feel empowered. I hope it educated you enough to take back control of your body, to understand what's going on and to reconnect the heck to it because that's really what I want for you. So let me know what you thought of this series. Let me know if there's anything you want me to add, any topics. I'm always super open to that and I hope that you enjoyed it. Always come back to it to listen to the foundations. When it comes to our body, changing it, impacting anything, the more we can understand and work from the foundation up, the quicker we're going to get to where we want to be and feeling better every single day. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.